You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. All right. Hello, Michael. Sorry, I was just yawning. We, am I boring you already? <laughs> every minute of every day. Andre, I'm really liking this wine that uh, that I opened tonight. This, yeah, what do we got? Uh, it's a 2005 Chateau Godot uh, Cahors. It's uh, 80% Malbec. 15% Merlot and 5% Tanat, and it puts, and even at 13 years, it puts anything from Argentina to shame. Well, there we go. That's what I thought. How much did you pay for this? Oh, hell, when I bought this, it was probably $13. Oh, that's not bad. That's a fucking amazing bottle of wine. Man, you're dropping a lot of F-bombs today. Is everything okay? No, I'm all right. All right. I just, I just really fucking like this fucking oh, God, wine. God, Michael. That's it. Anymore, I'm bleeping you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a new thing that we're doing today that I think was always open to people, but no one's ever taken us up on it. We're doing a topic by request. Oh yeah. Oh, and the, the weird part about this is, and I'm and I'm I'm kind of remembering it when you told me what we were doing. Many people may not know why we started this podcast in the first place. I can't remember why we started this podcast in the first place. You got in touch with me and you said, you know what? I'd love to do this uh, thing called Wine for Noobs. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did talk to you about that. And I said, you know what? I've always wanted to do he said, she said, and you were the best she I could find. (laughs) That's not even a good joke, Michael. No, you know what? That was a good joke. No, no, it wasn't. But I found the I found the 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 thing we were looking for here, okay. and so it's from Yes That Murph at Hockey Murph. So here is your That's request. Yep. yep. Hey guys, love the podcast. Trying to catch up on the older ones. I think that's something everybody should do. Yep. If you miss an episode, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. I usually say that at the end, but you can pull the old episodes down. They're all up there for your listening enjoyment. Except one that went missing when we were on an old platform and moved to this one. That one totally went. Our very first podcast went MIA. I have no idea where we went. Have you ever done one for people who want to try each type of wine, i.e. suggestions for beginners on what to try for each kind, question mark? Think that would be good for us newbies. Thanks. Yeah, that's um, a huge request, and I think we'll try to kind of uh digest this into some smaller some smaller podcasts because there's so many places on the planet like it's tough to know even where to start with that but um i'm not i uh, hockey murph uh, i'm not exactly sure i understand the request but i think i kind of understood place the to begin for wine um when anybody asks me that and i'm and i'm teaching wine um i always tell them you know, if they're a red, if they want to get into red wine, that they go for something easy and light, like a Valpolicella, like a Gamay. But were okay. they were they talking Ontario wines, or were they talking just general wine? Well, um, why don't we start with Ontario, since that's sort of our our bailiwick. Yeah, that kind of. I, I was kind of looking to go there to go there in the the first place. Anyways, like just given. Like, let's face it, the, the focus of this podcast is Ontario, although we are always happy to we'll do be like our the travels branch out. And, yeah, and, and go around there. But, I mean, 
I think Ontario is one we can cover in probably 15 minutes. Just sort of, you know, we're, we're going to, I think, get into how to read a wine label and what to expect from Ontario. Does that seem like a good place? And, and the wines to try. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, the, the grape varieties that we do well. How yep. about we do that? Sounds great. Okay. So the first thing you want to talk about is a wine label. So I'm, I'm staring right now at two wines that we yep. opened this evening. One was a Fielding Estate 2005 Cabernet Franc and uh, a Peely Island Cabernet Sauvignon Petit Verdot 2007. I just bring old stuff when I'm, when I'm in the yep. studio. I like to, to uh, you know, get Andre's taste buds a humming with something old and something interesting from Ontario. So we have these two wines. And both of them uh, have what's called VQA on them. Yes. Now, Peely Island is VQA Ontario, and the Fieldings is VQA Niagara Escarpment. So yes. VQA stands for? Uh, Vintners Quality Alliance. And it means that all the grapes come from Ontario. Yes. Anything that you get that does not have the VQA but you recognize as an Ontario product or a Canadian product yes. becomes a seller in Canada or what do they call it nowadays? I don't even know what they're going to call it. But if it, Oh, no, it's International thing, Canadian Blend, I think is what it is. The, the important thing you need to know is if it says VQA on the bottle, it means it's 100% grapes from Ontario, or if you're buying from the Okanagan, it'll be 100% from BC. Um, VQA British Columbia, yes. That's right. So then Ontario breaks it all down. So so let's look at this uh, Peely Island wine, which VQA Ontario means that the grapes come from anywhere within Ontario. Yes, that's right. And then if it says VQA Niagara Peninsula, it's anywhere within the Niagara Peninsula or VQA Lake Erie North Shore would be anywhere within the Lake Erie North Shore. And so same we, with we the call, Prince Edward we, you call County. That a, a sub appellation. Correct. And, and then, then yeah. And then and you can get even more region specific from from that, but all that is telling you is where the grapes have come from. So we have I think it's 11 sub sub appellations in uh Niagara. And so you'll get something like Henry Pelham would have VQA Short Hills Bench. And that just means that it comes from an even smaller Short Hills Bench Appalachian, or sub-sub-Appalachian. And and one thing that's interesting about this is this isn't something that is unique to Ontario. Most great wine-producing regions in the world have their own kind of designation. Um, France is AOC. Italy is DOC. But if we keep doing these, I'm sure we're going to get into into that because I don't want to get into into French wine. Because another nice thing about... Wine from the New World, and we're talking about New World, we're talking about places... Anywhere like, not Europe. Yeah, basically anywhere that not Europe. The labels are really easy to read because it tells you usually the name of the winery... And the grape variety. And the grape that it is, and the year that it was made. Yeah, and well, that's pretty much really what you need to know. Uh, if you get into French, you get into sub-sub-appellations, you get into minor areas. I, you know what, I am still trying to figure out half of the stuff on a Burgundy label. And Andre's gone quiet because he's doing yeah, his research. Yeah, I'm just research. looking up the I'm looking up the, uh, the, the sub appellations. There yeah. are ten. Ah, damn. There are ten sub appellations. I always say eleven because I just want there to be. <laughs> <laughs> so where do we go next on how to get into this? Uh, so, into these so, bottles? so yeah, we, we've talked about VQA a little bit, so that gives you an idea of what VQA means. 100% Ontario, and then depending on where it is within Ontario, we'll, we'll tell you. And um, now we want to talk about the grape varieties, I guess, that we really do well in Ontario. Yes. And I think there's there's 
four, maybe six that people would talk about. I, I like to refer to it as the mighty handful because I think there's five. Okay, let me hear what you got. Okay, so we've got Chardonnay. Okay, I agree. We got Riesling. Yep. We got Gamay. Yes. We got Pinot Noir. Yes. And we've got Cabernet Franc. Yeah, I would give it that. I would give you that. Yeah. And that's not to say that there aren't other wineries that do great things with other grapes, but those are the looking, core. Those are the if core you're five. For what what I think most people would say is uh, typical of what you get from Ontario, and and very good of what you get from Ontario. It's that mighty handful. Yeah, it's a it's a core five that I think really does well in our climate. Yeah, Riesling, Chardonnay, they pretty much grow anywhere. White varieties that do well. I think at one point in the podcast, you said if you can't grow Chardonnay, you shouldn't be growing wine at all. I've heard some people say that, yes. So there's that. Uh, Gamay seems to be a new arrival, although not a new arrival, if you know what I mean. Well, I think the problem with, with, with Gamay, and I know this is going to be a little bit a little bit nerdy, and here's the thing is, if you're a wine newbie, you're wine newbie, you can be ahead of the curve, because Gamay hasn't had its day in the sun yet. Not a lot of people know about Gamay. Um Gamay sort of has its origins from Beaujolais, uh, which is a region in France. And we both love Gamay. We I do. Got to tell you that, that hashtag Go Gamay Go. That's right. Um, it's, it's one of those grape varieties that I think Ontario should be grabbing by the horns and just running with. And yep. some wineries are really doing it. Yeah, but I think if we're talking about, and I'm putting my, my pinky up when I say this, like, Fine and refined wines, Gamay is kind of overlooked as the redheaded stepchild. It really is. It's such. And I apologize to any redheaded stepchildren listening to this. I just thought it was a good expression. <laughs> don't, don't want to offend the redheaded stepchildren. That's right. But I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a cool way to be ahead of the curve because it's one of the other things. And I think it's great if you're new to wine, you know, it's um, Ontario wine. Let's just say you could still be ahead of the curve by getting into Ontario wine in, in the first place. Well, now Cabernet Franc. Yes. Changing direction a little bit has always been a mainstay. Yep. And for a while there, everybody thought Merlot was going to be our, our calling card. But I think Cabernet Franc has really taken over. Merlot does not survive winters very well. No, it does not. But Cabernet Franc seems to, you know, uh, seems to love it here. Yep. And if you need to have some reference of what Cabernet Franc or who Cabernet Franc is, it is the father, or the red father, of Cabernet Sauvignon, yes. which is a cross between Cabernet Franc and Sauvignon Blanc, which See, is and that's Cabernet getting a, Sauvignon. That's getting a, a, little, a little nerdy, but going back to the last thing that I said, and this is wrong with being a little nerdy. you got like a cool anecdote to throw in there. Throw, throw something out to friends sitting at the table. Absolutely, but another thing you can throw out to the friends sitting at the table, if I'm talking about my pinky up kind of fine wine reference, Cabernet Franc is included in some of the finest wines in the world. It's one of the grapes that they grow in Bordeaux and once again we'll probably touch on that if we ever dissect French wines um, but Cabernet Franc um, yeah, it's, it, it makes its way like, it's, it's just one of those grape varieties that is just you know you don't see it on its own in many regions Loire yep. is probably the only place that you see it uh, regularly Yes, and I'm starting to see more and more wine regions playing with it I've seen it on California, California, Chile, Chile. Yep. Australia. People are starting to realize the potential of Cabernet Franc, but Ontario realized the potential of this grape years ago. I have Cabernet Francs dating back to the late 90s, and I know it was even before that. 
that they were playing with Cabernet Franc. And it's just a great variety that we do so well. So if you really do love Cabernet Franc, it's one of those great varieties that Ontario is known for. If you like Ontario wine or just getting into it, start looking for Cabernet Franc. Now, I guess just to talk a little bit about what red wine in Ontario tastes like in general, um, if your experience with wine right now is completely with California and, or Australia and Australia and Chile and Italy, I mean, there's a good chance that Ontario wines will seem a little wimpy by comparison. Is that it's, a- well, it's the acidity. That's, yeah. that's the thing about Ontario wines is that even in hot years like 2016, uh, good years like 2015, 13 and 14 would have been high acidity years. We have a lot of acidity, and that's where California and Australia struggle. Chile just is a perfect place to grow grapes. Talk to any Chilean winemaker. They'll tell you this is the perfect place to grow grapes, and I I have to agree with them. But in hot climates such as California and Australia, they struggle for that acidity. We have it in spades. And well, and I guess that's, that's what makes our wines fresh we, and you different. Just talk, you just talked about like acidity. You mentioned the word acidity like ten times there. Uh, I would I would make an argument that a lot of people think that the best way to split wine into categories is to say red and white. I would argue that the best way to split wine into categories is by cool climate and warm climate wines. Uh, I love cool climate wines in in my house, like places like. Oregon. I drink a lot of French wines when I'm not drinking Ontario wines because that, that extra acidity, that, that boost that you get from the, the cooler growing season goes really good with food. I find just cool climate wines are easier to pair with food. Um, you know, you don't have to be as, as mindful about finding that perfect wine and food pairing because a Riesling from Ontario with great acidity will pair with a hell of a lot of dishes that you'll put on the table. Yeah, and I and I know you as a food nerd. I'm gonna I'm gonna be totally blunt here. You really are a food nerd. As right. whereas myself, um, I always go, "This is the wine I want," and then I'll figure out my meal. You are always basing wine and food pairings. I have totally taken that off the table, and I'm like, you know what? This is the wine I want. People will tell me, "Do you know what? Uh, we're making fish tonight," and I'll go, "Do you know what? I feel like a cab." But and nothing, I don't care. But there's nothing wrong with that. So, I mean, that's another another point just to deal with with uh, getting rid of a little bit of the snobbiness in wine. Any wine will go with any food. If you like it, you like it. But I think you'll find that if you're getting into cool climate wines, you'll find that they go a little easier with certain foods than something that doesn't have as much acidity. Andre, your dog really loves you. I know. He's licking my leg right now. <laughs> just, just in case anybody can hear that. So, so well, yeah, a little bit about Pinot Noir. I, I think, you know, that one's obviously a Burgundian grape from uh, from France. Obviously, uh, the Californians made it also popular. And usually, the two uh, camps don't meet anywhere. You're either a Burgundian fan because of its earthiness, or you're a California fan because of its juicy fruitiness. Yeah, uh, Ontario probably falls more burgundian than it does californian and see but that, that's sort of you know i think that's another cool reason why we're starting with ontario is we're talking to someone who is completely new to wine so we don't even need to compare ontario to anywhere else in in the world we can just say with ontario pinot noir you can expect something to be fairly acidic 
something that is delicate and soft like the fruit flavors will be a little bit more subtle uh you know it won't be like eating a spoonful of of, of cherry jam or a piece of cherry pie no we don't it'll get we don't like get the heat that california gets. it'll be more like eating uh you know a fresh cherry off of a tree uh, and when we talk about heat like what heat does to grapes is it will uh increase the sugars it will decrease the acidity and i mean it you can literally picture it cooking the fruit i mean when you pull the grapes off the vines like obviously they're going to come off like a great bunch and you and I could go down to California, pick some grapes, put them in our mouth, and they'll probably look and feel very similar to what we would find in Ontario, but they're going to taste completely different just from how the climate has affected them. So I, I don't know if we've gone down the rabbit hole uh, for uh, for Murphy hockey or Murph hockey. Yeah. Um, but basically what we're talking about is you're looking for VQA wines. Yeah. You're, okay, looking, yes, you're yes. looking for our mainstays, Chardonnay, Riesling, Cabernet Franc, Gamay, and Pinot Noir, those are the things that will get you on the road to at least Ontario wine. Definitely. And, um, you know, we have, everybody's got their favorites. Yes. Uh, you know, for Cabernet Franc, I think an easy recommendation. Vineland. Vineland, for yep. sure. Like their, their $14, $15 bottle on the LCBO shelf is a no-brainer. Yep. Uh, I think for Chardonnay, if you're looking for a no-brainer, I think Flat Rock. Flat Rock is a no-brainer. I would also argue uh, Chateau de Charme. We're talking entry level at fourteen bucks. Yeah, the, the barrel fermented. Yeah, Chardonnay. Uh, Pinot Noir. What comes to mind as something entry for people? I again, Flat Rock comes to mind. Yep. Uh, you know, Cave Spring. Uh, yep. Although you know they are really known for Riesling, so there there is a two for right there. Yep. Cave Spring Riesling. And uh, Pinot Noir, I know Angelo really loves. We got to get Angelo on the podcast. Yep, Angelo yep. Pavan, if you're listening, we want you on the podcast. Give He's us a call. The, uh, winemaker from Cave Spring. And uh, so there, there's for that. Gamay, uh, Malivoir. Malivoir for sure on 13th the Gamay. Thirteenth Street. Thirteenth Street, yeah. And there's a lot. There's a handful of other wineries that are starting to, you know, really make great Gamay. Stratus, although Vienna. Uh, Stratus Vienni, uh, Taz, yep. starting to make uh, Gamay. Uh, but there's a lot of wineries that are really grabbing their horns for um, uh, grabbing the horns for Gamay. Yep. And I think every winery in Ontario should be trying to match Malabar. And this, you know, you did a call out when we did the Lake Erie North Shore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am calling out now all Ontario wineries to go out to <laughs> Malabar, try the three Gamays that they have. And then try to beat them. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I, so you're going to tag that's, every that to me is, in Ontario in this. Um, I, th- I think, I think, think Malabar at the moment is the benchmark for Gamay because all three okay, of them are Gamay, solid. It's not a Gamay podcast. You kind of went off on a bit of a I want. I want to... Okay. Uh, Riesling. Riesling, I've got the, the three that I consider the benchmark for the province are Cave Spring, Featherstone, and Vineland. I would also add 30 Bench. Okay, I'll add 30 bench as well. Because they make four, and, and the winemaker's blend is, you know, for $20, is hands down a really great bottle of Riesling. And then they do the three individual um, uh, vineyards. Well, I hope Murph gets something out of this podcast. I know it was sort of a rambly mess, but that seems pretty typical of how you and I approach things. <laughs> a little bit of a hodgepodge yeah. of information. But, uh, yeah. If you do have a topic recommendation that's not this, 
feel free to uh, message us on our, our various platforms. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Andre Weinerview. I'm uh, I'm at the Grape Guy on uh, Twitter and at um, what's the other thing called? Oh, Instagram. Website. Oh, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram yeah. is there. Uh, Facebook, Michael Pincus or Michael Pincus Wine Review. Or heck, you know what? We are on uh, Twitter at Two Guys Talking Wine. Probably the easiest way to get both of us. Definitely. Uh, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Leave a review. We love hearing what you think about what we're doing, but we don't care if it's something bad. I'm Michael Pincus of MichaelPincusWineReview.com. And he is... AndreWineReview.ca. Oh, I stepped all over you. Do it again. I'm Andre Peru from AndreWineReview.ca. And as always... I'm Andre Peru from AndreWineReview.ca. Michael Pincus of MichaelPincusWineReview.com. Good night! Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.